Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our next guest joining us here from Rekempt. Yes, Rekempt Home Organization. Rachel Pfeiffer joining us here, and we're excited to have her and her company here to talk more about the, well, uh, organization that will help you function more efficiently and so much more. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Hello, Jill. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Pleasure to have you here. You're in Omaha, Nebraska, correct? Correct. So mostly, is that where you work out of, or do you do virtual work as well? I just work out of Omaha, Nebraska. More of a physical work. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait to talk more about decluttering, making things more efficient, overwhelm, and all these things that you can help people with and really getting settled and feeling better about themselves. First and foremost, I would love to have you first just introduce yourself and then let's get a little bit of your background and how you got into this business. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I'm Rachel Pfeiffer. Um, I... After high school, I went to a performing arts college out in California, um, and I kind of got, I'm very up, uh, I'm very outgoing, I really love talking to people, but when I got out there, I kind of um, went into my shell a little bit, because I didn't know anybody, um, and I started cleaning a lot, and um, that's kind of where this organization was born from. Um, I've only had the business for about a year. Um, but I have been doing it for myself and my family for my whole life, basically. Um, it's just the way that my brain works. I am very much so, um, I like to make categories. I like to break things down into smaller, um, tasks. And I think that it helps tremendously when you look at a room or a space and it's very cluttered, um, and you can just take it down to, all right, I'm going to pick up everything that's trash right now. And you can just focus on that and do that for 15 minutes, and then you can move to the next um, layer of it. So I feel like I'm really good at kind of, um, yeah, breaking big projects down into smaller projects. And, yeah, so I went to this performing arts college uh, for two years. I got to two young Americans and um, go to a different town every three days, and I was on a three-month tour, and it was a really cool experience to teach kids how to sing and dance and um, how to be confident in their bodies, and that was just a really incredible experience, um, and got to meet people from all over the world, so kind of opened my eyes, helped me be a little bit more worldly, and then moved back to Omaha. I worked at a bank in the finance industry for about 10 years, and I would to get on to owning my own business. Well, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot to you. This is great. So here There's we- a lot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this is exciting. And I know you said your parents kind of inspired you, right, uh, in this career. Yeah. So they both had their own business, or what did mom and dad do? Yeah, so my mom was in the finance industry, um, and she kind of uh, suggested going into being a teller when I was in um, – college. And so I kind of went down that finance path and it really helped me to see how companies work and um, basically um, helped me realize how to like manage people and create systems within a company that can streamline efficiency. So I got to do all those things with the bank. And then my dad is an interior painter in his own business for my whole life. And that's always just felt like 
if he can do it, I can do it. He's kind of a party guy, and I just felt like I this is achievable. I think a lot of people don't know that owning your own business is achievable because they don't see it in their everyday life, and so I'm so lucky that he did that. Beautiful. And I have that to look at. Wonderful. Well, the website, yeah. recamp.com, R-E-K-E-M-P-T.com. I love that you say, what a wonderful world when everything has a home. So let's get to it. Let's discuss, uh, first and foremost, intentional decluttering and maybe why some people do have a lot of clutter around their homes. Yeah. And I'm just going to first kind of uh, come out the gates and say, I don't generally work with people who are unfortunately hoarders. Um, that is uh, truly a mental illness that I'm just not qualified to um, handle. Um, I have given my cards to some therapists in case they have a customer, or a, you know, a client who is hoping to declutter after, you know, dealing with the emotional um, trauma that might be there. But when it comes to what I do, I, I love the intentional de- decluttering. Um, for me, what that looks like is if I'm, you know, helping somebody and I'm rekempting their home and organizing it, I'm going to ask pretty specific questions about everything that I see. So if I start to notice that somebody's saying things like, oh, that project that I've been meaning to get to, or I'm, I've been meaning to sew that, I'm going to start a project bin, and that is going to be a way for them to see how many projects they actually have. If you have 20 projects, what's the likelihood you're going to get to them? You know, and so just kind of helping people to really take a step back and think about the stuff they have. I think a lot of people collect, and the clutter starts to happen because we're in, you know, a late-stage capitalism um or <laughs> we're in a place where a lot of there's just a lot of stuff available to people and people think they need everything and i'm the same way i have no um i i am not um what's the word uh, i don't know immune to it <laughs> i've got a lot of stuff um so just kind of helping people look at things and see okay well when was the last time you actually used that shelf because it's in the back of your closet well, I haven't used it in five years, but my grandma gave it to me. Okay, that's really special. Maybe we put it in a more formal storage place, um, or do you want to take a picture of it, and then you can get rid of the physical item, because it, if it's really just um, striking up, like, uh, uh, invocation, then maybe a picture can do that. So just kind of um, walking through people, th- walking people through all of the ways that you can declutter. And um, if somebody wants to keep something, but they know they're not going to use it, putting that in the back of somewhere so that whatever they need to t- and, and have right on hand is there, that's where it, it helps with the functionality. Because some people don't use water bottles at all, but they keep getting water bottles from different events, and then they put them in the front of their cupboards, and they have to get get them out before they can use the other stuff. So it's just a matter of flipping that and making sure that everything you are touching and seeing is the important stuff that you're using every day. My goodness. I love this. By the way, you're talking to a mom. I have a six and eight-year-old, right? I have piles yeah. of paperwork all over the house. My dining room is a toy room. There's one room in the house you can't even walk into. It's got all their papers closed. You can't even open the door. It's embarrassing. 
embarrassing. And I just don't know where yeah. to start. And I'm sure you feel the same way. A lot of people feel the same way. And, you know, it's, it's very personal and it's embarrassing at the same time. How do you handle people that say, I, I, I'm scared to show you what, what's wrong with me, with my house, with the piles, you know? It's extremely common. Um, a lot of people are very embarrassed. And the interesting thing is me going in and seeing the level of embarrassment is exactly the same no matter what level of mess they have. I mean, some people I go in and there is, you know, just doesn't seem like there's anything that seems super overwhelming, but to them, they're overwhelmed. That's actually kind of something I've had to overcome is when people ask me to come in and I know that I'm going to be helping them, um, but if I kill exactly, like, I went to somebody's house pretty recently and it was so organized already, and I was like, wait, what am I doing here? And trying to convince myself, they asked me to come here for a reason, so just, like, trust that process and know that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of... I really like to make sure people know that there isn't judgment involved. It's like a doctor, you know. If somebody has, oh, I don't know, pus coming out of their throat or something, a doctor, you're going to think both, but a doctor's seen it. They've seen it all. And so I just, not to say I'm a doctor. I have not been through that. But um, I feel like I have seen it all. I've seen a hoarder situation. I've seen, and there's so much truly compassion there. I really do feel for people when they're in that scenario. And I just want to help like at the end of the day. Um, and I think what makes it a little bit more approachable for some people is talking to them and they seem like they're very overwhelmed by the process or if they're really embarrassed. I do a free one hour consultation. So as long as I, if you just like let me into your house, I can really talk people down off a ledge. Like, oh my gosh, this is not bad at all. I fully understand time is not on anybody's side. Um, like we can get this com completely sorted. I actually had a customer who reached out to me the night before just in a text message and said, I'm so sorry, I'm just getting really nervous about tomorrow. And I felt so, I don't know, I felt so so um, blessed to be somebody that they felt comfortable enough to say that to and just put that out there. And so I responded and said, like, I fully understand that. It can be really overwhelming when somebody's coming in the house and you haven't had someone in the house for a while because you think it looks terrible. Um, but I need you to know that there is no judgment and I am just here because I really want to help people. So kind of just trying to make sure that people hear that in my message is really important. All right, beautiful. Well, hold on. we got to take a quick commercial break. Would you mind sharing the best form, all forms of okay. contact? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am able to be reached at rekempt at gmail.com. Again, that's R-E-K-E-M-P-T at gmail.com. My phone number, 402-350-374. And I have a Facebook. It is rekempt, Facebook rekempt by four. So, a okay, couple you. different ways you can reach me. Perfect. <laughs> we'll take that quick break and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, guys. Has life seemed to have lost its vibrancy? Do you need help sorting through some of the things going on in your life and in your mind and in your heart? Well, I got good news. You are not alone and I am here to help. I am Alice Ward, licensed professional counselor, supervisor, owner, and private practitioner of Transformation Begins Within. Let me help you learn some strategic steps 
and therapeutic tools to help you on your journey to wellness. You can reach me at transformingmindsets.com. Be mindful, be well, be free. Therapy is my love language. Welcome to Everything Outdoors. Can I help you find anything? Hey, yeah. Can you point us to the camping gear? Sure. Aisle two. Snowboarding? Just bought a new Nissan Pathfinder. It's got intelligent 4x4, and we want to hit the backcountry. Aisle 18. And the boats? Are you sure you can do all this? Up to 6,000 pounds towing. We're good to go. Oh, where's the scuba gear? Return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Available Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual for proper use. Hey guys, this is Casey Armstrong. Domestic and family violence causes fear and harm to the mind, the body, and the spirit. The soundtrack for the movie 17 Days is a musical depiction of what is captured on film. The soundtrack is here to change the course of direction of anyone who is involved in abuse. Actors Miguel Nunez Jr. and Omar Gooding help capture the true emotion of what the journey of being in a domestic violent relationship feels like with their award-winning performances. The first single is Walk Away. Walk Away has a hypnotic pattern, yet refreshing point of view for anyone who can relate to the difficulty of being made to feel as if you are always the cause of the problem in a relationship. The album is produced by AEMG, DJ Profluent, and Terry D Films, and is composed of songs from award-winning artists and producers such as Chub Rock, Drummer Boy Fresh, Five Mics featuring Dave East, Stunna for Vegas, Omar Gooding, Styles P, and many, many more. For more information, go to at 17 Days The Movie. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our guest here talking today about, well, organization and decluttering and all that she could do to help you, of course, overcome this. And it's Rachel Pfeiffer joining us live from Omaha, Nebraska, the owner of Recamped Home Organization. And we're talking about the work she can do and to really relieve that overwhelm, wasted time, wasted money. And go on to the website. It's pretty cool. First of all, I just love the logo with like the storage bins. Uh, Recamped. Yeah. I love that. was a great, great idea. Uh, she does offer a free hour <laughs> consultation, which is awesome. And also, professional home organization organization services of course there's some great reviews too let me just share one or two uh we were just talking uh, on during the break so i was able to take a peek i could see some of them uh you were awesome my husband and i were at a loss for how you made our space work uh you did an amazing job you came and pack organized the whole house uh cannot recommend you guys enough you did this someone's basement that's christina uh i can't log in to read the full review but uh this person hired you twice for the room kitchen office area my goodness. So awesome reviews here. So what else did you have in mind for our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the kind of preliminary questions, so what are some obstacles we've overcome? Um, I think that they are helpful for kind of everyone to hear. So um, I was just going to mention um, that one of the obstacles that I'm still working to overcome is social media. Um, obviously, starting a business in 2020, I knew that I'd have to build awareness, and then I just kind of thought, you know, word of mouth is going to spread like wildfire. 
Um, now that I'm a year into networking, that has started happening. Um, but if you're in the beginning of the stages of a business, um, it can be really scary to go weeks at a time without income. And in this society, I feel like we put income and money on such a high pedestal, there were weeks where I just felt like, am I not even doing anything? Am I a pile? Am I lazy because I'm not out there, you know, working in, you know, uh, a corporate job or whatever that looks like? And and so I just kind of wanted to state that that is completely normal. And um, just getting out there is so important. So saying yes to things. Um, I've recently started saying yes to more things that are um, an investment as far as monetarily. Uh, I It took me a while to be able to say yes to those things. It was really scary at first because I didn't know what was going to work and what wasn't. Um, and since I've been in networking groups, I would definitely, anybody who's a business owner, look into networking groups in your area. Mm-hmm. They're just people in your community who want to help and support you. And so it is, it's been really incredible since I found that and really got um, the backing of my community. And so it absolutely feels amazing. Um So that is pretty important to me. Um, I am going to, as I said, one of my obstacles because I just have never really been a big social media person personally, Um, but I am challenging myself every day. A uh, business coach recently told me to think of it as practicing social media instead of going out and doing social media. I have a tendency to distract uh, when I don't know what I'm doing or if uh, something seems too big for me. Uh, I, I distract and I and I look at you know Facebook or I look at something else or I'm just kind of doing other things that need to be done like cleaning my own house but I have to put the work in and I have to put the time into my own business and so um, she helped me realize if I say practicing it gets me to a place where I can give myself permission to not be great at it I don't have it doesn't have to be perfect so in that vein I will say my um, Facebook group, uh, facebook.com backslash rekempt by four. Um, that is my Facebook page. And I would like to start doing challenges, uh, like a one week challenge where every day you just spend 10 minutes on something in your home. And then that will help you get, you know, more muttered. Um, I want to do a week long let's purge. So it would be like, hey, everybody, get something in your house that you don't want to have in your house anymore. Take a picture of it. Let us know what it is. And then and then get it out of the house. Um, maybe we have, like, just a, a box for donation or something. Um, another thing I'm really passionate about and have been working to put together is a spreadsheet of all of the nonprofits here in Omaha and their wish lists. Um, and what that is going to do for me is when I am in a home and somebody is getting rid of something, I can put it back into the community in the best way possible. Oh. So basically, if you have blankets and the Nebraska Humane Society needs blankets, let's get them there because everybody can donate and we can donate to Goodwill, Salvation Army. That is, There's nothing wrong with that. But it feels like people are more willing to part with things if they know it's going to a good cause and if they know that somebody's going to really benefit out of it. And when you donate it to stores where people have to buy things, it can feel a little like, well, I'm not getting the money for that or, you know, just whatever the, the holdup is, um, it, like that is, that's kind of a people a lot of the time will think, well, why am I not just selling this? 
is it going to be worth it? Could we give it to a child who needs it? Could we give it to a, you know, poor dog or whatever is the case? So um, that's kind of where I'm at. If anybody is, a, you know, a nonprofit here in Omaha and you want to give me your wish list, email it over to me. Um, but I go in on their websites and check their wish lists if they have them. And that's where I'm building a spreadsheet so that I have that. Oh, I love it. And you mentioned repurposing, reusing, gifting, donation. That's such a beautiful thing. And I think it's good, to, you know, especially people with toys, young kids, children. It's a good way to also teach them about uh, helping others to have Giving. them do this type mm-hmm. with you and give. Yes. Absolutely. Even if, like, maybe for Christmas, I mean, not there are some places that take gently used toys. Some places want them to be brand new. I totally understand that. But if you can find somewhere who's willing to take gently used toys and you can have your kids come with you to donate something like that, they're, they're going to be able to see what feeling that will give them of, oh, my gosh, I really loved that toy. My kid's going to really love that toy. Um, I've had a couple of friends of mine who are moms that have said, you know, the second they get out a toy that hasn't been used for two years, then the kid is super excited about it again. Um, That's another, you know, kind of tip and trick. If you want to, you can uh, basically rotate out your toys for your kids. So, you know, even if a kid hasn't seen something in a year, a lot of the time they're still going to get reinvigorated about it and only for like a day or two, just (laughs) like it was in the first place, you know. So just kind of maybe in a toy room, if you feel like it's getting too cluttered, take half of them, put them away, and then bring them out the next quarter. And then your kids are going to be super excited about those toys and you can have kind of a rotation basis. And if you see any that aren't getting excited about, get them out of there. So... Um, yeah, just a couple tips and tricks. Um, I like to kind of put forward my the way that I go about it. Generally, if I look into a space or I go into a room, I pick up trash first, and then I start to um, find categories of things that already have. So if you have, me- like if we're in an office space and you have medicine, you have, you know, your heating pad, whatever, those things are going to go in the bathroom. You have some cups and dishes. Let's take those to the kitchen. So anything I see that already has a home, we're going to get those to their homes. And then, and that's why I say, you know, what a wonderful world when everything has a home. It helps you clean faster because you know exactly where things are supposed to go. So try to get those things into their homes and then start to look at what's the biggest category left in here. Do you see a bunch of papers? Do you see a bunch of CDs? What do you see? Start to gather, okay, this is just all the paper. Put it in a pile. I think a little bit worried to do that because they're like, yeah, but I need to look through it. But that's something you can do as a third step, right? So trash and then collect your piles and then start to look through the piles so that it's more manageable. If you have piles all around a space and you're like looking through pile number one and then switch to pile number four and you don't know if you look through pile number two, like if you put it all in one pile and then you set aside 15 minutes, I'm going to go through this pile of things in this 15 minutes, then you're going to know I went through everything. So I like to tell people to start to make their categories and really just like put it all there. And, and that's kind of... And then, yeah, start to organize down into, you know, more categories from there. Awesome. Well, we still got three minutes left in the show. What else did you want to share for today with everyone about the work you do and, of course, how you can help our listeners? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say that the other thing um, that I would be interested in definitely helping people with is to be a house manager. And that's something that I think is kind of not new, but it's the, the title of it is a little bit newer of this idea that, you know, you have an assistant at work to help you get things done. You aren't home enough to get those things done. You can have a house manager. There is no shame in that. I think that it helps so that people can spend more time with their kids. Um, and it also helps small businesses around your area to make, you know, money and, and be able to survive on for, by what they're doing as well. So, um, yeah, I think you just kind of laundry, putting stuff away, all of that stuff is, it just really, even if you have a cleaner, a lot of the time you're cleaning before your cleaner comes because you don't want, exactly. again, to you're be embarrassed, embarrassed like, by okay, what my, you're, exactly. exactly, you clean before the cleaning yes. service comes, so, ah, guilty. Right, so... Yes, and that's so common. So it's like, you know, even if somebody is interested in something like that, um, where we'll just get it managed, and then I would come on, you know, a weekly or monthly basis, thing I'm extremely into. So I think um, basically my dream job when I was growing up was a stay-at-home mom, and I don't have kids yet. So, like, this is the closest I can be to a stay-at-home mom right now is go and help other people do it. <laughs> so, just, like, the, the, the organizing and the cleaning and the picking up and all of that um, and, and house managing, that's all just right up my alley. Very Perfect. exciting to me. All right. Well, this is amazing. You do, once again, offer an initial consultation, right? Yep. With someone. Well, free consultation. Beautiful. Yep. And uh, let's remind everyone all the ways we can reach you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Jill. Again, my name is Rachel Pfeiffer. It's re-kempt, kind of like unkempt, but we're going to come back and re-kempt the home. So if you are in the kempt space, we want to get it back to a good place. Um, so R-E-K-E-M-P-T, and you can get me at re-kempt at gmail.com, uh, Facebook uh, backslash re-kempt by four, like my last name, Pfeiffer, um, if that's a good way to remember it. So, yeah, and uh, phone number is 402-350-5374. So thank you so much for interviewing me today. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Great to speak with you. Excited to talk to someone who's in the business that I need help in, too. I'm in New York. I wish you looked closer. <laughs> but it, I really hope people reach out, and I love what you do, and I love that you love, you're so passionate about it. So thank you again, and yes. looking forward to the next time we connect. You have a great day, okay? Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.